and we're live. Right on, man. This is yeah, a, buddy, this welcome. Is, thanks, man. This is pretty exciting. Yeah, this is fun. This is something I thought you and I could do for the coronavirus uh, pandemic breakdown of the UFC. You know, since they have no fans, we should be their fans. Of course, man. I mean, I wish they would adopt that uh, that virtual fan thing. Have you seen that? <clears throat> I've seen like, yeah, like you buy the stream or something, right? Like you're in, you're in coming from a seat. Yeah, but it it just every now and then your face will be on there. So there's like uh, there's like weird videos of like little Wayne trying to high five people that were sitting right next to him. <laughs> But it's uh, <laughs> maybe it's better they didn't do it then. Yeah, uh, which which kind of uh, asks me to or leads me to ask you the question about a uh, Khabib, Khabib versus Gaethje. Now, okay. does the outcome of that fight turn out differently if there is fans in the audience? I don't think it affects Khabib, but I think it affects Gaethje. I think Gaethje gets hyped by the crowd. And I think he is one to allow the crowd to get to him and affect him. And I think them pumping him up and, you know, gassing him up will get him to be reckless and wild and look for that, that knockout. I could definitely see that. I know he was, uh, him and Trevor Whitman were talking about the, the Fergie fight and yeah. how he was very composed. And Trevor was saying that if the crowd was there, he thinks that he would have sold out. You, yeah, I mean, it's it was good that the crowd <clears throat> wasn't there because you got to hear, he got to be there and have an order in his ear without a million people yelling. So, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know if they'll be allowing crowds back by then. You know, I kind of hope that it just stays the same. That uh, I, I kind of like the action with with no crowd. It it just it feels more real. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree as well. It's just I like think. A- it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it, the hits, the, the shit talking that happens, like it's just uh, it's it's just fun to see. I think it's yeah. just a, a better product that way. And then the commentary, like that helps push it through. Like normally if they didn't have commentary, it'd be like watching an episode of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I'm not into like th- these fights are fun, but they're just kind of like they're not the same feeling as at least with the commentary and no fans. Yeah. You're not Still, getting any energy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It gives definitely. a sense of normalcy at least. I agree, man. I totally agree. That's why like uh, that watching uh, the Dan Hooker versus the Poirier fight that I think that might've been the fight that like made me say, you know what? Maybe there shouldn't be fans like, cause every shot that you heard was just, it sounded like pure impact. Yeah. It doesn't bastardize like the experience of it. Like you yeah, hear yeah. all the hits. It, it just, it was nice to have this portion of it, but I do think fans, it's a sport that needs the fans. I think so. I mean, eventually yeah. it comes to that, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying it right now. So I'm just taking advantage of that. But let's let's talk about the breakdown, man. Yeah, let's do it. Where are we starting? Do you have the uh, the card pulled up by chance? Which card are we talking about? Uh, DC's? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You see that uh, Uriah Hall lost his opponent? Yeah, that kind of bones me out. So, uh, so there's the thought that maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, Cosmat, yeah, Cosmat might step up. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know how to feel about that. I think Uriah isn't Uriah Hall like on a win streak. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's a streak. I think he's on one. Maybe. 
Um, let me see. Uriah Hall. He is on a two-fight win streak. <clears throat> so he lost to Paulo Costa. Mm-hmm. And then he lost to another guy named Bevon Lewis. And then he beat Shoeface, Antonio yeah. Carlos Jr. I can't remember So he's on a two-fight win streak. How did he beat him? Uh, oh, decision. Oh, oh no, okay. no, no. I'm sorry. He knocked out Bevon Lewis. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, then... And he shoe took face a decision against shoe face. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a pretty tall task right there. Shoe face is no slouch. I mean, especially when yeah. it comes to grappling. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he get a flying triangle on Gary Tonin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy is, the guy probably walks around at what? Two plus. He's heavy. Yeah. Um, but yes. So he hasn't, he's fought once in, or he, last time he fought was September 2019. So it's been almost a year. Mm-hmm. since his last fight, and that was the Cowboy Gaethje fight. Okay. Now, you want to go, uh, how deep do you want to go on this? Do you want to go uh, just the five on the main main card? Let's see who's on the, the card here we got. <clears throat> so we got Stipe DC, O'Malley Vera, Dos Santos Rosenstroik, Dodson Mirabdvashili, <laughs> Magomed Ankalaev. Oh, so that fight's out. That just, yeah, that got, I think it's getting pushed to the 29th because uh, Qutaliba is uh, COVID-19 positive. Yeah, he just got it. Yeah, which I'm not a fan of Qutaliba. I, I still remember the fight against Glover. Did you ever see that? Uh, I didn't. So he runs across the ring, right, prior to the uh, the fight happening, and he does a throat slash to Glover. Yeah. Right? Just disrespect. You know what Glover says to him? Glover looks right at him and starts waving the finger. Says, "Not today, my friend. Not today." Kutaliba comes out aggressive, hits him, drops him. But then, uh, then of course, as Glover always does, he always finds a way to survive, take him down, and just pound him out. And that's what he did, man. I, but I was like, "Good, like that guy, man." Just disrespectful. Anyways, so yeah, that fight gets moved to the 29th, from what I hear. Okay, so let's start with Jim Miller, Vince Pichel. Don't know too much about Pichel. I know Ultimate Fighter. It's been a while. Uh, I think Vince Pichel's most famous fight was when he got knocked out by uh, what's his name? The other Dagestani that trains actually out of uh, Jackson's. Are you nope. talking? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I couldn't come up with it. Oh, the guy that he came around. He came on the scene the same time as. Khabib. Oh, Hustam Kabilov. Yes, Hustam Kabilov. Okay. I think that's Vince Pichel's like, uh, claim to fame is getting knocked out by those suplexes. Yeah. By Hustam Kabilov. Okay. I remember. I remember Hustam. Okay. I don't know. Jim Miller. So uh, apparently, Jim Miller is done fighting Lyme disease. I mean, but he's still fighting age. Yeah, definitely yeah. fighting age. Uh, who was his last opponent? I, I feel like he, he won his submitted last fight, by. Right? I don't know. He got some last. I remember he got submitted by. Um, what's his? Uh, he he's fought a few times this year. Surprisingly, uh, he fought in February. He lost to Scott Holzman, the mm-hmm. decision, and then he submitted uh, Roosevelt Roberts. Okay, so he's on a one fight. You know, he's coming off of a win, but he's been trading some of them. So he got, he submitted by Charles Oliveira Oliveira. in 2018. 
Which and he got two wins over in 2019 against Jason Gonzalez and Clay Guida. Hmm. But, but I don't know. I think he's going for his 36th UFC fight. That's crazy, man. And, uh, and I think the crazier thing is how compromised he has been outside of just age. But Lyme disease has yeah zapped him of his somewhat of his power, and it's kind of robbed us a little bit. But we've we've had some great fights with Jim Miller. But I, I feel like Jim Miller will pull it off on this one. You know, surprisingly, um, <clears throat> who's uh, Vince Pichel's record isn't that bad. He's twelve and two. He's twelve and two, and his they're both coming off of wins over Roosevelt Roberts. Poor Roosevelt Roberts is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like Roosevelt player. Roberts too, man. His stand up looks pretty good. But it's just uh, maybe he's too. I don't know. I feel like he might be too small for fifty-five. Better at forty-five. I think that's where he's down now. Maybe, but we got. I mean, that's gonna be a fun fight. There's never a boring Jim Miller fight. That's very true. So at least we know we have that going for us. Vince Pichel. I think. I think Jim Miller takes the decision. I think he doesn't submit. Actually, you know what? I'm calling a second round submission. I wouldn't be uh, surprised, man. I was kind of thinking the same. All right, if we move on up to the next fight on that one, <clears throat> we got Dodson and Marab. What do you know about Marab? I don't I don't know too much about uh Volashelli. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> let's let's find out. Let's who is Marab? Let's see. He's coming off of a, he's on a four fight win streak. <clears throat> uh his last loss was in twenty eighteen to Ricky Simon. Okay. Since then, he's rattled off four, including Brad Katona. I like Casey Katona. Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, and most recently, he won in June. So he's taking a quick... Like, a lot of these guys are fighting as fast as they can. They're fighting in February. They're fighting in June and July, and then they're fighting again. Yeah. Good for I, them. Uh, Make their money. They should, man. Take full advantage of stuff, especially if they come clean. Yeah. So uh, what's Dodson looking like? I, I like... Obviously, I'm a little more leaning towards Dodson just because of familiarity. I think Dodson might knock him out. Um, Dodson's coming off. He's he's one and two in his last three. Mm-hmm. And those losses aren't like... It's Jimmy Rivera and Piotr Jan. Like, yeah, those, those are, are obviously... Big, big names. Yeah, and then he just beat Nathaniel Wood with a TKO in February. But he, you know, <clears throat> that was his last fight. And his losses, his decision losses are all very, very close. Like yeah. some will argue the Marlon Marais might have been a little closer, but uh, he got a split out of that. So he's, I feel like he's definitely gatekeeper material, like uh, someone to look out for on the outside of the top seven. Whether uh, he makes I, a move, I don't, I don't know. know. It, that are division's we, so good. Are we fight? Is he fighting at one thirty five or one twenty five? Uh, thirty five. Okay, because they. Uh, his favorite Filipino food is Ponset. Is John Dodson <laughs> Filipino? He's half. He is half. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was under his uh, personal life. Dodson's <laughs> mother raised him and his brother, Eric, as a single parent. His favorite Filipino food is Ponset. I was like, oh. Yeah, because you said food. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dodson wins this one. I mean, without Demetrius Johnson there... And even without Henry Cejudo, the 125 is still a thing, right? So are they, is this where they're, they're fighting at 25? I don't know if they're fighting at 25, but I know, um, didn't I just see that Garbrandt's going to fight someone for the belt at 125? Yeah, he's going down to fight Davidson, Figueroa. But I, 
I think it's a shitty move, man. I think, I it's, think so too. I think I, it's going to be look like Dillashaw. Yeah, I think it's a sad move too because you know what's going to happen if he wins that belt? He's going to vacate it and go back up to 35 to try to win a belt. Yeah. And uh, and I think Figueroa knows, look, this is my home at 25. And he, he has a potential to be somebody big. He has a potential to, if he keeps dropping people dead and submitting people, like there's a chance that this guy could be like the real deal at 25. Do you know who he reminds me of? Like everything about him? Who? Hennon Burrell. Kind of. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, of Jose Aldo, but I mean Nova Uniao products, right? Yeah, he's like he's got these long, lanky arms, and the way he throws his punches, it's just it's very. It reminds me of Hennon Burrell. Okay, I could see that. Like they're they're coming down the pipe versus Aldo's, which are like tight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know what fight they're meeting at. Um, let's see. Bantamweight. Okay. Maybe Dodson doesn't want to do the cut anymore. I mean, but without DJ there, I mean, Dodson's actually a legitimate contender. I think so, man, but I, I don't... He's a, he's a big boy, man. Yeah, he's thick. Yeah, Dodson's a... You know the crazy thing about Dodson? He's so athletic, he could actually dunk a basketball. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Dude, so impressive. But uh just watching him, he's he's fun to watch, man. He's got a good coach and stuff. I, I just feel like there's something that is missing from his game. I don't know what it is, but he's he's very very good everywhere, but not great in one area. You know, he's never been stopped. Yeah. That's I mean, that says something, but it's like he loses fights. It, That's it, a thing. Chris Lytle would come to mind. Yeah. Chris Lytle had like, uh, how many fights before he actually got stopped? I don't even know don't the count, but I don't Chris even know. Chris Lytle had 4 million fights. Yeah. But, so yeah, but I, yeah think I think, Dodson, I think Dodson stops him. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, something that I could see happening as well. He's got a lot of power, man. Dude, he was taking Lineker shots too. Well, I mean, he knocked out Dillashaw. Dude. Yeah. It's very but true. That yeah. was that was also a different early in their career. Shot. Yeah, yeah, but still, that that still he still got that one punch thunder too. Yeah, he's got power. Yeah, I love that thirty five division, man. That whole thirty five division stacked. I mean, 35, 45, 55, 55 yeah. and seventy. Everything other than that, I just kind of like. I'm losing a little bit of faith in them. Yeah, I don't know, but thirty five is tight. I see, I see the, uh, I see the seventy, and I see the eighty, and I'm hoping for the eighty because there's still some really, really good beefs that are in the uh, the eighty five division that are compelling. Uh, I mean, if if Weidman can like make a run and make it interesting, I, I, that hope, helps. I hope not, man. Because then you saw, I think Rockhold's Rockhold wants, back. Yeah, I think that's the fight that they want to make. Rockhold Weidman three or two. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, they, I know. No. I think about it. Let's not it's do two, that. right? Yeah, it's two. Yeah. It's two. But let's yeah. let's let's not do that. Let's how about we how about they just retire happy? He still has his RVCA sponsorship. Weidman can just you know stick to live in the glory days. We yeah. don't have, we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. Weidman could go coach wrestling somewhere at some college. Yeah, you know. Hofstra. Yeah. Alma mater. Sure. Like just I every like I, I think I'm invested at this point in Chris Weidman. Like I like him as an individual, so every time I see him fight, I'm like, just please don't get hurt, man. Like just, 
just don't get hurt. Yeah, it was hard watching that knockout against the Yoel. Oh, yeah, that one too. Dude. I mean, the Yoel one was just like a flash in the pan. If you watch the actual fight. Yeah. Like, why? No, was he was winning. Good. He was winning. He was taking, taking Yoel down, even though Yoel popped right back up. Arguably, he won the first two rounds. But, I mean, that that was just like a boom knockout. Yeah, but it was And then bad. the fight against bad. Jokari, too. Well, uh, he also had that fight against... Uh, so, there was that. There was the Gagard fight, too, where he was beating Gagard. Yeah. And it was the illegal knee that did him in. Or yeah. it was considered legal, and they ended up stopping the fight. It was a TKO. Which is... Uh, it was very, very weird. But, uh, no, I mean, Weidman... It, Weidman's fights always come down to one moment that he does something stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on that three-fight losing streak, Rockhold, Romero, and Gegard, which are really not big. Like, it's not a big shock to lose to those guys. It just happened that they were all back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. And then you had his win over Kelvin, which he looked really impressive. Yeah. Seeing as how who Kelvin dismissed. Yeah. And then... Jacare knocked him out, which I think he was winning that fight. He was. He was. And then Reyes just starched him. Yeah. Like, and that he, looks sad, he had, too. Yeah, he had no business being at 205, too. Yeah. I mean, like, like, he, even at 85, he looks like a trim 85. He was big at one point. I mean, people were saying, like, yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. Like, he's a guy that's going to go take, uh, go after Jones's belt. I think what had happened was uh, it might have been maybe somewhere between the, or after the Machida fight and in between the Rockhold fight or after the Rockhold fight, he decided that my cardio is better when I'm leaner. And he actually started dropping weight, but then he went up to 205. Yeah, and that wasn't a, it wasn't a good, it, then now he's back to 85 and he, he looks, he looks like physically, he looks good. He looks like a good 85, but he doesn't look as bulky as he used to. I think he gets a big knock because of the losses he's gotten and how quick they came. Like it's not like they're spread out. They're, he's he's two and four in, in his last six. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He's a uh, two and five in his last. No, no, I'm sorry. That's right. He's two and four. Wait, I'm dumb. He's two and five. <laughs> yeah, because he's on that three fight losing streak, and then he beat Kelvin, and then he had another two fight losing streak before his his win. By the way, Jesus Christ, I did not know Dodson's only five three. Yeah, he's tiny. That's why I was like, well, he can make one twenty five, and your boy could dunk a basketball. He's got legs, dude. Like what you want to talk about athletes? That's that dude is an athlete. But yeah, so he start he, he starches him. Yeah, I think I think second round knockout, Dodson knocks him out. I would love to see him just do something that's like out of the not Jod Dodson book. It's it's just going to be like a fast pace and then a boom, quick inside knockout. Every I think time he's going to be on the inside and just clip him. Every time I see John Dodson fight, I just think of Dragon Ball Z. And uh, it, it, the way that, especially with him versus DJ, the way they were moving in and out, it was so fast that I almost felt like I needed a scouter to watch them. Yeah. Cause those guys, the things that they were doing, like you probably needed to slow it down to see them throw their punches. I got exhausted after the first round, just watching them. Oh man. What a pace. What a pace. But speaking of a high pace, we're about to see junior dos Santos and Rosenstroik. Have you seen that dude recently, by the way? 
Who? JDS? JDS? Yeah. All shredded? Fucking just bodied up. He's got a legitimate six-pack. I mean, I don't know how. Let's let's look at Junior Dos Santos' last. (laughs) I mean, he did get popped. For a while, my boy was soft. Yeah, he no, you he most definitely uh, do we blame Kane for that though. But let's take a look at uh let's take a look at Junior's last fights, man. He got blades, he got knocked out. TKO and Ganu. Yeah, oof. Knocked him out. But he did TKO. But then he was on a three fight losing winning streak before that. Mm-hmm. Dude, t- taking out Derek Lewis is TKO and Derek Lewis. Like that's yeah, the, that's not an easy that. thing. That yeah. was, <laughs> it felt like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's I I think I think the veteran presence ship shows up in this fight. Uh and I think he stops I think he stops uh Rosenstrike. I that's, I don't that's also know. yeah, I was going to say that's also me being a JDS fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of his too, but oh, I don't know about that. Like stopping Rosenstrike. Remember what Brock Lesnar said? You what can't, Brock Lesnar said? He said you can't unscramble eggs. It's, that's true. That that last fight that he had against Naganyo. How long ago was that? Was that three months ago? Rosenstrike? Mm-hmm. That happened in December. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. The Francis Ngannou fight happened in May. How many months is that? It's two, three. It'll be, it's three months and two days today. So the fact, on the 11th, the fact that that man happened to get knocked out the way that he did. Right. And then he got he cleared got to cream. fight. Yeah, dude. And he didn't get hit with just one shot. There was, there was a few, what, maybe three or four unanswered. And Ganu just like was like, uh, fuck it, and just went in there and blasted him. But I think that's what he's like now realizing. Like, you know what? Nobody could hurt me at this weight. I'm gonna take a punch to give a punch. Yeah. But uh Rosenstruck, man, I I didn't see the full Overeem fight, but from what I heard, he might have been losing that fight. Uh I heard, yeah, he was losing the fight. That's what yeah, I heard. Overeem was actually winning that fight until that last punch in the last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He's got, he's outside of Overeem, you know, he's got a win over Andre Arlovsky. Yeah, which, I mean, where does Arlovsky stand in the heavyweight rankings right now? If Arlovsky is ranked in the UFC top 10, I don't. And that just shows you how yeah. weak the UFC top 10 is. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think your boy is ranked. All right. Looking at the UFC heavyweight. Uh, close. I, did, I, I don't see Arlovsky's name. Oh, good. JDS is five and Rosenstroke is six. Which, and then that, Alistair is seven. Yeah, but that kind of speaks loudly too. If, if JDS is five coming off of two losses... Yeah. That's kind of weird, right? That shows you how weak that division is. <laughs> yeah. Doom is 13th. He's not even in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, what did he do? He just uh, armbarred Gustafsson. He's retiring, man. Yeah. He beat Gustafsson, too. But he was yeah, like, he armbarred him. 
Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be out of here after this. The only names, I mean, Volkov is like a legitimate kind of like up and comer. Like he's not an up and comer, but like he's not, he hasn't been around as long as all these other guys in the top 10. Yeah. What I wish, like we were talking about this earlier, I wish there would be more crossover athletes that would come over. Right. Um, like, like the Bucheches, he he's coming over. We'll see how he does though. But those guys that come in with a super specialty subset, he's one of those guys. Um, uh, the other guy I want to see really, really bad outside of Tyrone Spong is, um, what's his name? Uh, Van Rico Van Hooven. Rico Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Yeah. He's flirted with the idea of going to mixed martial arts, but I think kickboxing at this point is just keeping him keeping him paid. I, I mean, I personally think that any striker coming in the heavyweight division will do just fine. This is this is a striker's division, yeah, and you're really you're going to have a hard time taking a lot of these guys down. Like, no, you have no, to be yeah. a very good wrestler. I agree, man. You got I Cormier agree. and Miocic, who are very good wrestlers. Curtis Blades. And, Blade stand out, yeah, yeah. He's three, and then after that, it kind of like you have Derek Lewis Jr., Rosenstrike, Overeem, Volkov. It's like the recycled names of years past. I'm sure Kane Velasquez is sitting somewhere in there. <laughs> Alexio Lenick is like the only other like dangerous ground guy on that list. Um, who is the? Uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, the cowboy, the former cowboy that's now a fighter, Greg Hardy. Oh yeah, I don't, he's not ranked yet. Yeah, he's not. But his fight against Volkov, even though he lost, it showed me a little bit more than I thought. Yeah, I mean, he didn't back down. No, and he 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 was getting he was getting some good shots back in too. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, but I I I think Rosenstroke starches Dos Santos. Do you? I do. I just don't think Dos Santos has the chin anymore. It yeah, it could be the case, man. It's just this is this is me, just being a partial fanboy going. I like JDS. I want him to end on top. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see that. That I think, I think certain fights take your soul, right? And he became a different fighter after the Cain Velasquez trilogy. Yeah, you think so? I think so. I, it's, but I think it, that's just that's just what happened after that. He was just a different different fighter altogether. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it's like they take uh, those those types of fights takes years off of your life. Like Tony Ferguson, for instance. I don't I don't know what Tony's gonna look like in his next fight. I mean, I I don't think there's gonna be a problem there. I don't I, I don't think Tony Ferguson has a soul for Justin Gaethje to that's, take. That's probably true. That is that is probably true. Like his brain, Tony Ferguson is still the best fighter on the planet, and I bet he probably was like. In his brain, he's like, Justin Gaethje didn't beat me. I beat me. Yeah. <laughs> he's just thinking, how many more things should I have kicked? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's like, like, I bet <laughs> if I wore my sunglasses in there, I yeah. would have won. He's like, God damn you, weak ass, ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think Tony Ferguson has the mindset where the fight before is going to affect him. Yeah. Okay. He's just such a crazy man. But I mean, it's not even like a mental thing more than a, it's it's a physical thing more than a mental thing. That's just like, uh, it, 
legitimately those wars just take years off of your life. Like even yeah. though you're just strong willed and you're you're there mentally, like it just it does something. It's like the yeah, great the great gray Maynard. Yeah, it's like Gray Maynard versus Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Gray Maynard was not the same fighter after those that those wars with each other. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, they weren't like it. It was good fighting. It wasn't like Gaethje landing on Ferguson. Yes, yes. But they were they like were they were they were still like both of them were hurt in those fights, and then. They would have their rallies. They would come close to stopping one another. Um, but ultimately, Frankie got the better of him at the end. And then after that trilogy, he gets he gets starched by Nate Diaz. That's true. Diaz just put it on. But Diaz starches people. He either starches them or submits them. He doesn't really how, how many guys? How many? Yeah, but how many guys have you seen Nate Diaz starch with his, like, knock, knock out? with his hands. He doesn't knock many out, but he does. He, Swarm, he stops them. Swarms. Yeah. He swarms them and then he gets a submission on them. So he, he knocked out. It was almost a standing knockout on gray Maynard. Do you remember that? He hit him with a straight and gray, like just stood there and the ref stopped it. And then gray took like three steps, like a, a fake jog. And then he fell over. Gray Maynard was 10 and 0 going into his fight with Frankie Edgar. <laughs> His first one. Then he had a draw, then yeah. a loss, and then he beat Clay Guida, and then a loss, a loss, a loss, a loss, and then he beat Fernando Bruno, and then a loss to Ryan Hall, <laughs> yeah, and then he beat Teruto Ishihara, and then a loss to Nick Len. It's like, damn, man. <laughs> Telling you, man, these some of these fights take souls away from people for whatever reason. Maybe it's overtraining, right? Maybe too amped up. Something, something's gotta happen. Like it's just. Do it, it... you think Khabib took? Connor soul uh no 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 not yet not yet because it, it wasn't it wasn't a five round like massacre it was a a good two round massacre yeah that's what it, it wasn't even a massacre it was it was a good two rounds it was it was a good two round fight we'll just call it that it wasn't a massacre either way yeah it ain't bad yeah so i think his soul's still there um Robert Whitaker. We'll we'll see what happens when he fights uh Cannoneer, man, but he's stepping up against the monsters and he's had some some wars himself. Uh Wait, Whitaker's already fight already has a fight booked? Cannoneer, bro. Already? Didn't Whitaker just fight like yes. a few weeks ago? Yes, yes. So now he's fighting Cannoneer. You know how scary oh. if I was Robert Whitaker's family? Like to fight Jared Cannonier is probably the one dark horse in that middleweight division that everybody happens to leap over. Like they're like, nah, I'm, I'm, I know he's sitting on like what five or six or something, and people are uh, still. He's sitting on three wins. Oh well, shit. Yeah, people are but looking. He lost at a, two when he was at a, a light, light heavy, or light yeah. heavyweight. Yeah, he yeah. lost to Yawn and he lost to Dominic Reyes. Yeah, and then he comes down to eighty five and just just massacres people. Yeah. David branch, Anderson Silva. Silva was the leg kick. He, he stopped. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how crazy was that? He stopped him with leg kicks. Yeah. He stopped but Anderson I mean, Silva with leg kicks. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't think he is the dark horse yet. His win over Jack, the Joker, Hermanson, that that's a good win. But I mean, like, 
it's not the win that makes me think like, oh, he's coming, the boogeyman. I don't know, man. I, don't, I think I think this will be the win. If if he does it decisively, then I think I think we can't deny him. Like he is. I mean, right now he's sitting at number three. He is kind of the dark horse too, because nobody really expected him to make a run like this. Yeah. Damn, Robert Whitaker's fighting in October. He's only going to get like a few months. But I guess I, it, this is if you're going to fucking fight and go crazy, this is the time to do it. Not only that, that's the card to do it on too. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's not the card to do it on. I was thinking that was the middleweight card. That was going to be the. Is that the Adesanya? No, no, that's in. A, no, that's the Khabib. Okay, twenty fourth is the Khabib fight, right? Yeah. So it's the September one. Is the Adesanya Bohachina right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me put okay. the UFC's upcoming events. But yeah, I think uh, Dos, An- uh, Dos Santos gets starched. I think Rosa Strike starts him. Okay, okay. And this is brought to you by Man Candy Bacon Jerky. If you're <laughs> tired of eating regular jerky and you want to jerk off to something new, come call me. <laughs> <laughs> What do, we, what do we got next? Next is, of course, uh, O'Malley, right? Yeah, O'Malley's already coming back, too, against Marlon Vera. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know what to take of this one. I mean, what's Marlon Vera look like recently? He lost his last fight, didn't he? It was a decision. He lost to Song Yadong. Yeah, it was a very close decision. He could have he won that fight, but he's a master. He's a wizard on the ground. He's a grappling wizard. His boxing's good. He's with that. Uh, he's Jason Perillo. So he's sponsored by Ruka. <laughs> I mean, before but, that loss, he was on a five fight win streak. Yeah. He's he's legit, man. He's legit. That's why he's getting that's why he's getting Shane or Sean. I, I don't know. I think Sean O'Malley knocks him out. That's probably gonna happen. That is that is <laughs> Sean O'Malley is a different type of striker, right? And one of the things that I was going to point out was that dude already has a million plus followers on Instagram. He, yeah. you, know, you know, how he's sponsored by Sanabul. Oh yeah. He put out his own merchandise and it's sold out in three weeks. Wow. This dude is now on the undercard of a heavyweight main event. So, so Marlon Vera is not ranked, but O'Malley's 14th. Mm-hmm. But let's just, I mean, you and I are both in agreement that O'Malley's going to win and probably buy a, a stoppage. Yes, yes. Something spectacular. Do you, who did he fight next? Let's look at that 35 division, man. Do you think he fights the winner of uh, John Dodson and Marab? Um, You know, I think he might deserve a bigger name just based on who he is at that point. Because if he does something yeah. spectacular in this fight, He's going to be like he's going to be a superstar. Thirty, hold on, one hundred thirty. Let's let's take a look. Like I think pound division. I think Aljo might welcome something like that if he's not in a title fight. Really, Aljo's two. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because the money that might be involved. This is probably this is probably a against the grain take, right? But the markability of O'Malley at this point, considering considering he starches Cheeto Vera, right? And he makes it look very impressive. Considering he does that, people 
in the top five are probably going to be okay with fighting him if it means more pay-per-view dollars. I know Garbrandt and him were going back and forth, which would have made sense to be the fight to make, but Garbrandt's fighting for the title. Which, right? So they could have made that fight, but but it, it just, he's got a name. It's not like he's Chismayov, where people are like, I don't know if I should fight this guy because I don't know who this is. Like, people yeah. at this point know who O'Malley is. Now, do you think Jose Aldo? That would be a fucking barn burner. I mean... That's a that's a big one to make. I mean, all those coming off of that that loss to Piotr Jan. Marlon, I heard Marlon just got himself a fight. I think he's uh, locked up with Sanhagen, perhaps. Okay. But uh, yeah, man, that would be a barn burner. You could give him somebody I mean, up and coming, Jimmy like Rivera. Yeah, you got Jimmy Rivera. You could give him Rafael Asuncion, but I mean, those th- those don't move the needle, though, right? Those don't move the needle. Like you can yeah. now market this guy as like a pay-per-view superstar. Cause the dude's fucking a, I mean, a Twitch champion. He's a, he's got his own, he's got his own, like his own social media following that like that subscribes to he's him. He's a video game player. Yeah. He's a big pothead. Like he's got the, he looks like he's the fighter version of Takashi six, nine. Like he's popular. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think he should monetarily just, again, this is just my, my take monetarily. It would, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for somebody in the top five to take a fight with him. If he does something impressive, just because of the, the potential money value that's involved. I mean, I don't know who Aldermain's next fight is. He just beat Sandhagen, right? Yeah. Like just destroyed him. Ran through him, took him down, choked him out. Yeah. Like it was bad. It was bad. So does he, and Marlon is now fighting Sandhagen, you said? I, I think so. Let me double check that really quick. Let's see. Because I think Aljo might need a, a dance partner. And the way it's looking, I mean, if, if uh, what's his name wins, O'Malley, probably be fighting in a few weeks again. I would not doubt it. He might be on that, uh, that Adesanya card. Shit, sorry. No, no problem. Let's see. What am I looking at? I'm looking at uh, Marlon Marais. Hey, Jamie, can you pull that up for me? Marlon Marais. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next fight. Sterling. I mean, he doesn't have. A, doesn't look like he has a fight booked yet. Meanwhile, Sanhagen is expected to fight Marlon Marais October 10th. Well, maybe Marlon Marais doesn't have a fight. Hold on. Three days ago. He does. What, what does he got? Marlon Marais and Sanhagen. Oh, it, so it is official. Or close to being October official? 10th. Okay, okay. So Aljo, I don't know. Do you, th- does Jan have something lined up yet? I don't think so. I mean, he just okay. got the fight, or he just got the win. I think Aljo gets the title shot. Yeah, I think so. So and that I think it's good because Aljo and him have a bit of a history. Mm-hmm. But that still leaves you a lot for... Um, O'Malley to fight somebody. I mean, you've got you've got Aldo on there, right? You got Pedro Munoz. I I would give him Aldo. I would too. If you really want to market this kid, yeah, I would because, give him Aldo. But now, does Aldo take the fight? I think Aldo does because again, you could if had it been anybody else in that thirty pound division, had it been Rob Font, had it been you know Song Yadong, he wouldn't take that fight. 
But because it is O'Malley and because O'Malley has such a huge following, monetarily it might make sense, especially considering his age too, man. He knows he's on his way out. Yeah, might as well make some money. Sure. And then, you know, you get to be the guy who could potentially knock off the young lion. Yeah. But from the UFC's marketing perspective, it's like, hey, this guy just took out a champion. So if O'Malley wins this Saturday, mm-hmm. he's probably two fights away from a title shot. I think, in my opinion, I think that is not an unreasonable thing to say. More like one. Because if he wins, they'll probably give him a top five. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he gets a title shot. I think so, man. I think, And it's not like, I don't think at this point people are going to go, whoa, 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 you're rushing him. right? I think at that point they'll go, yeah, let's let's do it because he is now his own marketing machine and we've given we've given him the names and he has checked all the boxes so he is ready to be that next superstar. Yeah, I think so too. He's 25. I mean, he's marketable. Dude, he talks a big game, man. He talks a big game. And he backs it up. He does. He does. <laughs> Oh man, just it's it's incredible to see how far social media has come for certain people. Yeah, I mean it, it transforms his his seat is a throne. Yeah, dude. I mean the <laughs> So, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think uh I think first or second round knockout something ridiculously flashy. Something flashy and something brilliant that just makes me go dude, what just happened? Cuz he doesn't look like he has that dynamite that's the yeah, other thing. Like, he looks like he has to eat something to get up to 35. Yeah. But, I mean, he just launches it down the middle. He's just so clean. Oh, man. And that just makes me think of, like, a potential Jan versus him fight. And that that, that would be... Jan's scary. Jan? But him versus Jan would be such a good technical fight. It would be incredibly technical. I think Tim Welsh is a hell of a coach. Just like uh, just like Demetrius Johnson was with... I can't remember his coach. Uh, the Wizard. Matt Hume? Hume. Hume. Demetrius Johnson yeah. and Hume. That's how I look at Tim Welsh and Sean O'Malley. That's that same yeah. type of relationship and the same thing. It's just one-on-one personal attention. And uh, and it, you're, you're seeing how it's paying off. All right. So we're in agreement. O'Malley takes that fight, probably with a stunning knockout. I think so. <clears throat> now, the big boys, Stipe and Cormier. Stipe and Cormier. Oof. How do you see that one going? Oh, man. Okay, so so I love Stipe. I do. Right. I think Stipe arguably will eventually go down as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. But I think DC is so much more motivated, especially considering that he knows this is his last fight. He has put everything into this. And he knows where he went wrong in the last fight. He talks about his... He was pulled in many different directions, right? He had the celebrity thing going on. So he acknowledges that's where he he messed up. He got tired. And I, I agree because, dude, for three and a half rounds, he was beating the shit out of Stipe. I think it's going to be a different game plan. I think he's just going to just maul on Stipe. And you give him enough time, he's going to get you down. I disagree. Okay. I think Cormier is a terrible wrestler. He's never good oh. at taking anyone down. 
Hey, baby, I think, can you take my unplug? How do you unplug this? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think Stipe recognizes where he lost the first fight, where he was losing the second fight, and he made that in-fight adjustment. But I think him and his team this time around don't even give Cormier the room to start running away with it. But here's, speaking of room, you ready for this one? Right. You're now working with an octagon that is 10 feet smaller. Less room, less distance to close. Yeah. We've never seen I, a heavyweight title fight that featured a six-time Olympic wrestler. What? He was on that. He was on the Olympic team six years in a row. That's not six time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? But listen, I was listening to Ben Askren talk about him, and Ben Askren said, "Hey, DC, you told me something before one of my fights against Robbie. You said, hey, you remember you're an Olympic, you're an Olympic medalist. Don't forget that.' And he said, "I'm just going to tell you that you're you've been on the Olympic team, or you're you've been on the Olympic team six years in a row. You're one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Don't forget that." Yeah, well, I mean, just to clarify that Askren never won a medal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry he sorry. did take fourth. Yeah. Which, that's like a wood, right? Wood metal? Yeah. <laughs> Some it's a, aluminum? It's tin. It's chocolate. It's a chocolate metal. <laughs> but yeah, Cormier, I mean, I I think Stipe will, I think Stipe wins. I don't I think know. his yeah. ability to make the in-fight change like he did the first one, I think he they look for it earlier in the fight. You know, and I wonder, so here's the other thing I was wondering too. I don't know if Cain Velasquez was available for, uh, for DC's last fight too. Oh, that's a big training partner. So the other, the other thing that DC had talked about too, is he wasn't training a whole lot of wrestling for that, for that second fight because his back was hurting. Right. So yeah. I think Kane coming back, him having rock hold back to help him with the length and the striking. I think him. I just, I feel like this is a different DC and uh, that shorter, I think the shorter octagon, it's going to be very apparent in this. But again, you can get, guns. yeah, <laughs> you can get knocked out of the first row too. That's, but, uh, but yeah, that's just my opinion. I just want to see the other thing too, is I, I love DC. I want to see him come out on top. want to see him retire. Yeah. I want him to see it, you know, say, you know, I did it. I'm good. So long. Cause he was, he was close to retiring. And I, I think they said in November or something, they had, uh, they had said, Hey, we're trying to set up, uh, we're trying to set up a steep a versus John Jones. What do you think? He goes, okay, well, if that's the direction you guys are going, then I'm going to retire. And then I really uh, wanted to see DC and Brock. Yeah. I, that he would have put Brock. I think he would have put Brock on his ass. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, it would have been fun. I mean, just because they brought Brock in that one time. I was telling Elisa this yesterday, and I go, you know, you look at DC, and you go, if I told you that is the baddest man on the planet, would you believe it? It, it just he does not look like that. He's five ten, five eleven, but he's slamming heavyweights on their head. He's just yes. he's built differently. That's all it is. He's built differently, and he's worked. He's been able to work with the tools that he's given. And I think I think I like him so much too because he reminds me of myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> the chubby little athlete, <laughs> the former Olympian you are. Yeah, the uh, the guy when you look at an orca and how graceful an orca is, that's me. 
Well, there you go. You can either be an orca or a panda. Yeah, yeah. I'm going orca, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 my call. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. If it is a stoppage, it's going to be actually no. If it is a stoppage, he's not going to mount again. But I'm sorry. Say that again. I said if it's stoppage, he's not going to mount again. You think? You think he knocks Stepe out? I think he knocks Stepe out again. I think either of these guys. I don't. I don't think they're going to submit one another. Yeah. Like I mean, DC has the chance as he as he has a lot of submissions. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a checkmat black belt. I mean, that's like a fake black belt. Though. Hey hey, shh, shh, shh. you do not say that. I mean, like you saw when they they awarded him his black belt, right? From <laughs> from white to black. Get, get out of here, man. Get out of here. You know the man is a black belt. Dave Camarillo handing out black belts like a candy. <laughs> Camarillo is a goddamn pioneer, and you know this. He is. He is. <laughs> Camarillo was being talked about before we had DC being talked about when you had Fitch and Koscheck running AKA. Of course, man. Of course. No, yeah, which yeah. I don't know what's going on there with those guys. Uh, uh, Fitch is fighting suit, isn't he? I think he is. I think he's campaigning for a fight against like Venom Page or something. I think Dylan Dennis mentioned him. By the way, did you see what happened to AJ Arkansas? Oh yeah. The <laughs> I saw somebody that said uh somebody commented on his photo and said, you know, most most of the time when people get the full mount, they win the fight, but you're unique. You went and lost it. Congratulations. Dude, I don't know what happened in the fight. I heard he got elbowed and that was the game changer. I I, I thought it was an illegal elbow. I thought Agazar landed in a legal elbow. I don't know. Let's look it up. I have no idea. I know that I know that after the fight, Agazar tried to go up to the guy and talk to him and said, Listen yeah. to me. Listen to me. You got lucky. And then the guy goes, Oh, I got lucky. And the guy goes, You talk all this shit. <laughs> right? And he was like, But you can't back it up. He said, You're like a big old man, baby. <laughs> yeah, he lost he lost me a decision. <laughs> like a big old man, baby. Yeah, I guess I don't know what is going on with him. I don't know. I mean, shit, the dude's a silver medalist in ADCC. He only lost to Cobrinha. No, he isn't he like a national champion wrestler too? No, he wasn't a national champion wrestler. Uh, no, he division uh, two he wrestled at Ohio State. Yeah, that's but that's it. That, I mean, that carries something. That's that's a very big star to yeah. carry, like to actually rest, wrestle wrestle Midwest. One, yeah, Midwest, school. let alone Ohio State. Yeah. But yeah, somebody who just, I, saw, I think it was Gordon that was saying, like, you were a bench warmer at Ohio State. <laughs> Big old man, baby. <laughs> Be funny if AJ is like our one subscriber. <laughs> I know. We lose him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, he's he's talking. Dylan Dennis is talking too. Oh, I mean, God. Okay, yeah, Dennis is talking about Jorge Masvidal. Like, like you know, uh, he was like, Jorge don't want to street fight me. <laughs> Did you see that fucking Ariel Hawani interview? Yeah, with with Dennis. I mean, you just drop it. I think me and Ryan Garcia. I mean, I mean, we could go like I'll fight him. Uh, hey, boxing man. Ariel, and... Ariel, Ariel. Come on, come on, Ariel. Come on, Ariel. Come on, come on, Ariel. <laughs> Ariel, you know me, Ariel. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dylan, it's not, it's not a good look for him to just be that desperate. And then he started calling Ben. Look, in a grappling match, I'd, I'd watch him go. Against Ben in a grappling match. Yeah. Even at, even at 170. MMA fight. I'll watch that. I mean, fucking Dylan Dennis, though. I mean, what has he done to talk? <laughs> he 
He's one and oh. He was talking about hazmat too, remember? And uh oh, yeah. the funny thing about that is Chazmat has more fights <laughs> in the last month than Dylan Dennis does in his you is uh his Bellator career. Yeah. He's he's two and oh right now. Yeah. They're both two and oh. <laughs> yeah. Just hazmat went two and oh in just a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh I'm I'm kind of wondering why the UFC didn't offer him that that fight, that replacement fight with uh Neil, Which one? Neil Magny. Oh, who just took that? Uh Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Yeah, yeah that's right. So Lawler. maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just a name. Magny was like, There's no way I'm gonna fight this guy. This guy this guy's ranked fifteen. I'm not gonna fight him. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lose lose. Yeah, because he's coming off of is he coming off of a loss himself? Neil Magny is he is coming off of two wins. Okay. One against Carlos Condit. Yeah, his his he's a two and one in his last three fights. It was a Santiago Ponzinibbio got knocked out, and then Li Jing Liang, uh, he beat a decision, and then he also beat Anthony Rocco Martin. Interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I think he gets starched. Man. I'm just, I'm so impressed with the amount fighters are actually fighting in these last few months. You think it, you think it equates to boredom? I think, well, I mean, there's nothing else you can do. So you just like what well, you can't take vacations. You can't like, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to work. Did I'm you gonna go to the gym and fight? Let me make money. Let me, did you watch the <laughs> countdown show by the way? The UFC countdown uh, I did show? Not. It's on YouTube. That's our other thank you for that sponsor. Make sure you hit the like and the subscribe button underneath if you like this. But uh yeah. <laughs> but so they were uh they were talking about Stipe and you know they bring it to his house and that dude, his basement is a training facility. And I don't mean I don't mean a garage gym, I don't mean a little basement gym. I mean there's like six heavy bags there, there's a wrestling mat there, there's a jujitsu mat there, like it's huge. Right in Stipe's basement. In Stipe's basement. Well, yeah, you could charge a charge some uh, fucking membership there, dude. I was like, this is very impressive. But yeah, I think a lot of people are doing that. They're going, hey, you know what? I'm just ready. I'm I'm itching, ready to go. If you're telling me it's okay to fight legally, then let's do it. Yeah, I mean, what else are these guys going to do? Take a vacation? They yeah. can't. So I mean, I I just I I'm so like the UFC is like, if you guys want to keep fighting, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a place to fight. Yeah. Like, and these guys keep fighting. It's exactly what it them. is. They're yeah. making, this is probably the year they're going to make the most money. No, it's very true, man. I, I agree. And I'm sure there's some bonuses we don't even know about too. Sean O'Malley fucking coming in and just, he fought in March, fought in May. And now he's fighting again. Fucking hazmat making a name for himself in like a matter of weeks. It's a, uh, I mean, maybe hazmat fights Uriah. I wish, I wish, man. I mean, Uriah needs a fight. We're coming up on that. I mean, coming up soon. look, man, Uriah's outside of the top 10. Is he outside of the top 10 in middleweight? I think so. I think maybe 11 or 12 or something he might be sitting at. Right. But uh, that's not a bad fight. That's not a bad fight. He's nine. Yeah. I think I think if Hazmat takes that fight, that's not a bad fight. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the division's tied up unless it's Jack Hermanson. I mean, he won so fast. Yeah. With that heel hook against uh, Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah. 
people that, I mean, he could he could just pop into that fight no problem. People were saying, "What about uh, what about uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus um, Uriah Hall?" And I think you mean the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I think that fight has sailed because those two are like best friends. Like those, yeah. those two train together, although they might have that mentality where it's like, Hey, look, just, yeah. If you want to, if you want to pay me to, to, to watch a sparring session with my best friend, sure. Yeah. They could have that mentality or they could have the mentality of I'm not going to fight my friend. Yeah, that could be it. And what about, Oh, what about a uh, Tyron and Colby? Is Tyron about to go? zero and three. I don't think so. I think Tyron starches Kobe. I mean, because it's not, I don't, it's not like Kobe can't get touched. Yeah, but I mean, he peppers you so much. I mean, like he was doing it to Kamaru for four and a half rounds. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Kamaru carries the same type of ammunition that Tyron has because Tyron likes to lull people in. Yeah. That's that's his thing. Like he did it with Wonder Boy, he did it with Till. He just lulls you in. And if Kobe is overly aggressive, he's he's going to get caught. I think I think that's what it is. I think he gets hit with a counter. You know what I'm kind of surprised is Robbie Lawler is ranked higher than Neil Magny. <laughs> Robbie Lawler's thirteenth. Guy hasn't fought in like two years. He's on like a three fight losing streak from what I remember. Yeah. He lost to Dosanjos, lost to Askren, lost to Colby. Yeah. Yet he's ranked higher than Neil Magny by, and Neil Magny's on a two fight win streak. I think that's trash. <laughs> I do too. It's, I think but, it's trash just like JDS being ranked fifth in the heavyweight division. I do love Robbie, but I mean, he, he shouldn't be in the top 15 at that point. Not at all, man. Not at all. And that's why I, I was thinking that might have been a fight too. Hey, give I mean, and his only win recently has been Cerrone yeah. in 2017. And that was a fight I thought he lost. I thought Cerrone won that one. So let me let me ask you kind of uh, switching gears. Let me ask you a question about Michael Chandler. Yeah. Chandler signed. So they got a 30-day grace period for... You know the exclusive uh, exclusive no- negotiations with Bellator, right? I'm sure okay. he is testing out the free agency market, right? He's going to end up in the UFC. I feel like he's just too much of a competitor to not end up in the. U- it would be a robbery for the fans and for himself if he did not legitimately test himself against the best of the world. And arguably, the UFC is the best in the world, right? Yeah. Who who I, we kind of touched on this, but it's kind of saving it for here. Who do you think would be a good fight for him? Gregor Gillespie. No, man, I'm I'm gonna hang up on you. That's <laughs> Gregor Gillespie. So here's here's my thought process. It is customary to give a good fighter from another promotion, especially like champion, to give them a not fucking killer opening. I mean, I mean Poirier or Will Brooks got Poirier. Yeah, but Poirier wasn't Poirier then. But he still was a, he still was a name. Wait, Will Brooks got Poirier as his opening fight for the UFC. I, I could be making that up. Hold on, let's see. I don't even know if he. Will Brooks. Will Brooks, I remember fought uh, Cowboy Oliveira, and I don't know if that was his first fight. Uh, his first fight in the UFC was Alex Oliveira, and then he lost to Charles Oliveira. 
You are right. They lost to Nick Lentz. Yeah. I was like, wait, he never fought before. <laughs> okay. So going back to going back. So you would give him Gregor Gillespie. Yeah. Why not? Gregor Gillespie's coming off of a loss. He's a big wrestler. Like he's 12. I mean, he's yeah, 12th on there, but that's not a, I think for that doesn't move the needle for Chandler. Islam. That, I wouldn't even think that moves the needle for him too, because you're talking about. I mean, move the needle, yeah, but I mean, you need a fight to make him known to the UFC fans. But here's like, and it doesn't matter who it is, as long as he starches him. So here's the thing, right? That's like Anderson Silva, Chris Levin. Correct, but Anderson Silva also had to work his way through that division. He he wasn't coming over like as a champion, wasn't he? I mean, if he was, it was like in a very thin division. But this is this is like Eddie Alvarez, right? Eddie Alvarez came over, and his first fight was against a, a high-ranked Donald Cerrone. That is true. Donald Cerrone just leg-kicked the shit out of him. But because of the money that is involved in this, I don't think he should get anybody that's not ranked inside the top or outside of the top five because he's he's going to sign a contract, right? And the contract's going to be big money. Hooker might might be that guy, but I feel like Poirier, man. I feel like Poirier versus him would be the fight. Now, does Chandler train out of American Top Team? Chandler, I think, trains with the Black Zillions. Is that still a team? Or the whatever the the five hundred four Hard Knocks or whatever three five six Hard Knocks. Okay. With Usman, fights out of Boca Raton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he tries uh, the Hard Knocks with uh, with Usman and those guys, the old the old Black Zillions. I'm trying to find Michael Chandler's team. Oh, you know what? He lost to Gregor Gillespie in college at a wrestling match. That's funny. That's oh, that there you go. No, that's not going to move the needle for a man, especially coming off of a. He got his head knocked off. Yeah, he got sent to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, give him Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's got a name. Yeah, but Kevin Lee's on like a 25 fight <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. But I, I would give him somebody because of the money that is involved. And he does come with a he, – he's an established name, right? And a lot of the UFC fans already know him too because we see Bellator highlights and stuff. And um, he's he's got an established name. I would give him somebody like Poirier. What about Charles Oliveira? I would give him an Oliveira too. Oliveira's sixth yeah. in the division? Sure. He's got, it doesn't look like he has any dancing partners. No, and I don't understand why he doesn't have any dancing partners yet, man. He should be. Because nobody wants to fight him. <laughs> oh, man, the scare. I think that guy figured it out. He had a rough early career. He was young. He was young, and then he filled out, and Discipline. his ground game yeah. was just nasty. Dude, now his striking is, is caught up, and he's just a problem at 55 for a lot of people. How, how tall is that fella? He's like 5'11". He's 5'10", yeah. He's 5'10". For some reason, I thought he was bigger. He's lanky. You know what it is? He's it's wieting. It's him fighting at 45 made me think he was a giant. Well, at 45, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, he was losing that fight against Kevin Lee. Yeah. But, I mean, do Bronx came through? Yeah. Does Bronx mean dirt? Or work? Like, uh, do work? The ghetto. Oh, uh, do ghetto? Yeah. The Bronx means in the ghetto. Means the ghetto. Oh, Charles the Ghetto Oliveira. Yeah, because they'd always say, "Here comes the here's the kid from the Bronx." <laughs> in Portuguese, means the ghetto. Okay, okay. 
Well, yeah. So uh, that's cool. Let's wrap this up, man, because I got to eat. <laughs> All right, buddy. It was good talking to you. We'll, uh, we'll do this again soon. Yeah, likewise, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Bye-bye.